Thanks very much. And David Halyard is going to be coming back up again, so please come up. Let's clap him again, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you can use that and just press the button so it goes green or something. Is it on? Turn it right off. No one's ever done that before. <laughs> I'm just getting David to share with us for a little bit. Um, I just felt it was funny because I has a day coming up for our, our uh, Debt Busters Day. Um, it, my message won't be very long. It's very short. And I was like, how can we make sure people suffer through a long time? <laughs> Not really. I just had this feeling that David rang me and he said, hey, I'm up here on this date. And I was like, you know what? He gave a prophecy a while ago over the church. And I thought, this is really weird, but is it coincidence? <laughs> or is this God's voice? And I just asked David to come and just share with us something that God would give him for our church. I haven't talked to David about it. So he's been on his knees, seeking God for a word for our church, and I just want to hand over to him for a while, and then yeah. we'll move into our other message. Hello again. Y'all good? I just want to encourage you. The Word of God, Ephesians 3.20, says, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can even think or imagine, according to the power that works within us. I want to encourage you as a church, you're going into a new season. This is a new season, and for you, Neil and Joe, it's a new season that's going to come up, a refreshing that's going to take place. And uh, you're going to have uh, changes happen, good changes, positive changes. But for all of us here, the power of God is within you. God has given you faith, hope, and love inside of you. You're equipped to do that exceedingly abundantly as God works with you. The presence of God is going to manifest strongly in this place, even beyond what you've experienced before. Now, we all know that the presence of God, God is with us. We don't have to ask God to come and be with us. He's with us. Amen? He resides within us. So the presence of God is in this house, in you as an individual. The power of God, the Spirit of God resides within people. God has made a decision that no longer does He dwell in tabernacles, but He's dwelling inside of people. So the presence, the power, and the provision of God, God will provide. He just wants us to believe the most important part of a human being is the belief system, I believe. Because your belief system, which is invisible and on the inside in my spirit, affects my choices, my decisions, and ultim ultimately my eternal destination. And it's the same for every one of us. Your belief system is really important. And as you hear these words that Pastor Neil's going to speak, and as I'm speaking to you, they're invisible because they are spiritual and they go inside of us and affect our belief system. 
Jesus himself went from synagogue to synagogue, village to village, preaching and teaching. Why? To affect people's belief system. The presence, the power, the provision of God. And finally, the purposes of God. This church has got a strong purpose. You are not here at Howard Springs by coincidence. It has been the predetermined will of God that this church should be here and you should be in this church. This is not a coincidence that you are here today. This is God's time for you and for this church. And it's time to step into a new season as your leaders become refreshed with a new anointing. And if I could, I'd love to pray for you both. Would that be alright? Come on up. Let's give you... Listen, Zachariah says, without the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. Look after your pastors. Love on them. Come on. Talk to me. <laughs> Let's stand together. Matt, would you come up? Bless him. This is a great time. This is a great season. It's a new day. Father, we just thank you. We love you. And as we pray for Neil and Joe, we lift them up. And we say, God, let that anointing, that refreshing that comes from heaven be upon them. Just reach out your hands towards your pastors. Let that anointing flow right through your name. Joe. Strengthen them, Lord. This is a new day. This is a new time in your lives. By the power of the Holy Spirit, be filled to overflowing. In Jesus' precious name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. Um, it's interesting, like I think probably about four or five weeks ago, I believe, when I was doing the message up here, um, I talked about how I really felt like God had said to me that <laughs> it's time for that rest, refreshment for me personally. So for me, David, that's really actually very powerful, confirms what God has been saying to me, um, that that this is this is a new season for this church for sure for sure um so that's really exciting for me um i'm just going to call joe up again <laughs> <laughs>
Sorry, Jay. I just feel like I need to. And uh, the reason is she just mentioned to me, this little picture to talk to me, um, <laughs> the, the a picture that she had of the boy with the loaves and fishes, and um, I just wanted her to just share that. Yeah, well, no, ooh, sorry. <laughs> She's um, not professional either. <laughs> I think it was probably when Matt was singing or praying for the church and just talking about the multiplication and... Just with the message I think that Neil's got this morning, I was just, it was the picture of the little boy that brought his lunch to hear Jesus. And he had this little lunch and, you know, they're not rich, they don't have a lot of food, but he was prepared to sacrifice it and give it up. And then, you know, Jesus was able to multiply it and give it back to everyone else. But just that initial sacrifice of, yes, I'm prepared to do this, and the blessing that followed and the message for the rest of us, I just think, like, I haven't dwelled on it too much. I just said to Neil, like, that's amazing. <laughs> like, how many of us are prepared to give, especially if we don't have a lot? So, yeah, that's it. I need to think on that further for myself. But, yeah, that's my little bit from God today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Oh, but I got it, yeah. So there you go. And one more thing before we, we do our message. I, I just um, just been thinking, and just as Mitch had his picture and Matt's been sharing it, um, and just with life in general, this is going to help your hope. I hope this helps you. There's, there's us being organised, and even what Vanessa was talking about today, there's us making sure everything's in order and doing the very best we can in life. And we need to rely on God for that extra, don't we? Does everyone notice that? You know, we can be so organised, everything's in order. I think there's a proverb that says the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to God. That we can do everything we want to do, everything we need to do and be so organised, but you know what we need sometimes? It's called a miracle. <laughs> because organisation doesn't bring a miracle. Being really well prepared doesn't bring a miracle. In fact, there's things in our life sometimes that we just need God for. The best advice, the best this, the best that. It just doesn't work. And I was thinking about prayer. I've been thinking about it for a long time with prayer. And I'm like, why don't people want to pray? Why, why don't they want to pray? It came down to this for me. They don't actually believe that when they pray, God hears them and does anything about it. Who wouldn't want to pray if you went to the prayer closet and you're like, man, today we're going to get some business done. I'm going to pray to God and I believe his word that he hears me. And not only that, when I pray in faith that whatever I pray, I'll have. Can you tell me that you wouldn't want to be in that prayer room 24 hours a day? This is what I need, God. God, I just know that you're going to come through. I'm praying, and I'm praying according to your will because I'm loving you, I'm serving you. But the problem is we just don't believe God will actually do anything most of the time. And so we don't pray. Just a bit of a challenge in that, isn't there? 
If you're not praying, is it because you don't believe God will actually do anything? Can, can you hear what I'm saying? If I believed that when I went to prayer, God would change things, wouldn't I pray more? Because I'd be just like, man, I need this. Prayer room. I know God's going to answer. I know God's going to come through. I know he's going to do something. To me, that's prayer. We have faith in God. And so what, what I wanted to do today is just, I just really feel that there might be some people, well, there definitely is, let's be honest about it. I could say this anywhere. You need a miracle in some area of your life. You've been trying really hard. You've put everything in order. You've done everything right. You, you, and yet you still can't get breakthrough. That's because you need God to help you beyond your own human capacity. I'm going to give a chance for you to just lift your hand up and for those around to pray with you, lay hands on you. Maybe if everyone lifts their hands up, we just lay hands on each other. But I really feel like God wants to do something this morning and this is why I'm saying this. Do you need a miracle in some area of your life? You've done everything you can. You've done the best you can. You're organized. You're prepared. Everything's going good and yet you still can't get there. And I just tell you this, that God is above all that. And as best as we can do, sometimes you just need a miracle. So what I want you to do is, if that's you this morning, just lift your hand up. Um, if there's no one that needs a miracle, that's okay. Okay, we've got some people with hands up. All right, guys. Those around, can you just look at it? Hold your hand up a little bit high just so that they can see you, please. And um, just gather around them, please. Get out of your chair. Go and put your hands on someone. And we're going to pray for them. We're going to believe for a release, a miracle into the lives of these people because God does, as David said, exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could ask or even think. So this morning we're just going to believe for you guys who put your hand up. We're going to believe that God will move with an extraordinary power in your situation, in your life, to change that which is stuck. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just thank you that you are the God of miracles. Lord, that you are the God that, that, that never fails. Lord, that you are above all and you are in all. Lord God, for these people this morning with their hands raised, they need a miracle. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm just praying that you would just move with extraordinary power, Father, far above what they can ask or even think, Lord God, and bring breakthrough in those areas, Father. Lord, we just declare your goodness into their life, and we thank you right now that you are performing according to your word, the miracle that they need, whether it's healing or finance or relationship, whatever it might be, Lord God, we're just asking for peace in Jesus' name. Lord, peace that passes understanding in their life and we just want to declare it over them. Father God, and we just thank you that your power is working in them now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Yeah, great. Thanks, guys. Yeah, just give God a clap for what he's about to do. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Good job, church. Let's do business today. Well, welcome. At last, we're getting down to what we're here. No, we're here to worship our Lord. <laughs> well, welcome to our debt bus today, those of you who are here. Um, and this morning, we're going to be filling out some pledges for the spe specific purpose of reducing debt on the building that we're now in. 
We all know we borrow money for certain times in our lives that we need to invest in the future or serve a purpose to move us ahead in life. On Sunday the 16th of November 2014, I actually stood in front of the church that was gathering over at the Good Shepherd Lutheran College, Lutheran College, and we had what was called our Wood Collection Day. Today I'm asking for something else, which may at the present moment not seem as significant or exciting. And that was one of the things back then when we did our Wood Collection Day, it was we're bringing in our finances as a symbol of wood to build the temple. It's an Old Testament story where they were told to go and gather timber, bring it in, and let's build that temple. And sometimes there's things that are tangible that we can see, and sometimes there's things that we can't see, yet we look forward to them with faith. We look beyond the present moment to where God wants us to be. We look beyond the now to the future. And this day is going to have significant impact on the future for Cornerstone Christian Fellowship and those that are yet to come. Now, I know that today there's some of us that were present at the Wood Collection Day, in fact, quite a few when I look out there. There's also those that are no longer at Cornerstone. Some gave that day, gave pledges, knowing that they would never be there in the future. They, they were like, you know what, this is worth it. I'm giving into this. Some didn't know that they wouldn't be here today to see what is happening and taking part. But the wonderful thing about the kingdom of God is that we all get to share in the reward. Just look at this verse in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 2, verses 7 and 8. Which is coming up. It's not on there. Must have given the wrong one. I'll read them out to you. It's not important who does the planting, well, who does the watering? What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. It's one of those things that we don't always think about is that different people take different parts in things. As I think about those that are no longer here, they took part by planting seed to see what would come of Cornerstone. I'm hoping that they'd be happy with what they see. I hope that they'd, they'd see a people of God gathering together with joy and love, but having a building to do that in, where they can start a community cafe, where they can start Food for Life, where they can start a men's shed, where, where the community can connect in. And for me, I'm seeing fruits of that because I'm lucky enough to be here today. Isaac was sharing with me during the week, they've started putting out little prayer cards or pads on the table that people can write prayer points and put them in. And he had three the other day that he told me about. People in the community saying, we want prayer. There was a young boy who came in and, and just needed somebody to be part of his life and he volunteered because he's been anxious about things and he just came and shared on the day that we had food for life, volunteering to feed them. The purpose of God obviously goes beyond that. The purpose of God is for people to come into the kingdom of God but the thing is, no matter what part you play, we all share in the reward. That's what I love about it when God says you are a body, that each part of that body does its part to bring about the fulfillment of what God has for the kingdom of God in this place. Now, I wanted to share a story from the Old Testament, and it's about King David setting up Solomon for success when it came time for him to build the temple. Is this one on there, Lauren? Yes. <laughs> okay, 
So we're reading from 1 Chronicles, an Old Testament uh, book, chapter 29 and verse 1 to 9. Then King David turned to the entire assembly and said, My son Solomon, whom God has clearly chosen as the next king of Israel, is still young and inexperienced. The work ahead of him is enormous, for the temple he will build is not for mere mortals, it is for the Lord God himself. Using every resource at my command, I have gathered as much as I could for building the temple of my God. Now there's enough gold, silver, bronze, iron and wood, as well as a great, great quantities of onyx and other precious stones, costly jewels and all kinds of fine stones and marble. Now because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I'm giving all of my own private treasures of gold and silver to help in the construction. This is in addition to the building materials I've already collected for his holy temple. I'm donating more than 112 tons of gold from Ophir and 262 tons of refined silver to be used for overlaying the walls of the buildings and for other gold and silver work to be done by the craftsmen. Now then, who will follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today? And the family leaders, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the generals and captains of the armies and the king's administrative officers all gave willingly. For the construction of the temple of God, they gave about 188 tons of gold, 10,000 gold coins, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, 3,750 tons of iron. They also contributed numerous precious stones which were deposited in the treasury of the house of the Lord under the care of Jehiel, a descendant of Gershon. The people rejoiced over the offerings for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord and King David was filled with joy. David did more than this. If you read more about the story of this, he actually set up the temple um, rosters, basically. He set up the priests ready. He got the workers in place ready to build what was ahead. And I want you to just think about that today as a member of Cornerstone. Think about it as a member of another church that you've been in. It's hard to know what God has actually ahead for a place, isn't it? If you think now, today, what will Cornerstone be? What's the future for Cornerstone? To be honest, we don't really know. There's plans that God has for Cornerstone that are far beyond as what's been spoken, what we can ask or think. Things beyond what we can dream today. Challenges for the younger generations coming behind us to walk in faith, to, to work on God's plan for what Cornerstone is. What would that be? Could it be that someday they decide that we're going to build a Bible college for the Asian region, for Indonesia, for, for Timor, for Papua New Guinea, that people could come across and learn and go out and become ministers somewhere else? Could it be that we're sending out missionaries throughout, this, throughout this, this whole globe of ours? Could it be that, that they have this amazing idea that transforms the society around us? Could it be whatever? I don't know what it is. But the point of today is this. We want to set up the future generations to be free to carry out God's plans without a great deal of pressure financially on this building. Is that fair? I don't know. Is it fair that people 
sacrifice in a past church you've been in and built and grew and, and carried out the dreams and you came along and enjoyed the fruit? Of course it is. Because that's how the kingdom of God works, that we plant seeds that grow into trees that bear fruit. And that's exactly what we did the day we, 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 we had that wood collection day. It was like, this is a seed for a future harvest. And we're seeing part of that today. I mentioned a few things, but there's, there's other things that happen. Karen, in the, in the, Sunday, uh, sorry, in the Howard Springs Primary School with the chaplaincy, the readers that go in there, connecting with community. Younger people between your 20s to 40s, What's God actually asking from you today? Is there a dream stirring in your heart? Is there a vision for the future? The truth is that all of us older folk one day are going to be moving on and there's a generation to follow that God has a plan for, that God has a call for, that they might walk into the promises of God just as we have done as those who are experienced in Christ and have experienced Christ. You younger people, there's a challenge going out today to you. What are you sowing into as well? What are you sowing into? I rejoice in that day when I'm in heaven and then one of you guys comes up and said, you know what God did with Cornerstone after you were gone? <laughs> and I will be there joyfully welcoming you in. Because guess what? Your kids will be carrying on unless the Lord's returned and helping to build and further the kingdom of God here. The blessing that we have today is to share in the fruit of whatever happens down the road. I'm going to be explaining the process for these pledges in a minute. The Bible tells us plainly that our sacrifices are a sweet aroma to the Lord. For some of you today, some of you younger people, you've never had an opportunity like this before. This is one of the most exciting times of your life to be able to contribute to building God's kingdom. Don't let the opportunity pass you by. Don't just sit there and say, that's for the others. Today is the day that God is calling you. This is your chance to hear the cheers of the faithful ones who've gone before us, the great cloud of witnesses in heaven cheering you on in your heavenward race. You might not think you've got much to offer in terms of finance, but I can tell you that God is looking at the big hearts behind the offering and sacrifice to the Lord. What's behind it? Today's a day perhaps you've never given to the church ever even as an adult, you've just been this person that's just like, you know what, this, this is the others. Maybe today God's actually asking you to do something. Maybe today is the day that he's challenging you. You've never given before in anything and you've got this chance to write it down and say, yep, I am actually starting this life of giving to the kingdom. You will not regret it. You will not regret it. So I've asked you to pray over the last few weeks. Some of you will have, some of you won't. But to settle it in your heart. Maybe you haven't, be, haven't prayed at all. Now be the time before we take up the offering and pledges. 
Remember this, that the Lord loves a cheerful giver. The one who gives without reservation or doubt. If you are to give today, let it go. If you're making a decision today, this is what I want to do, let it go. It's the Lord's. Remember, the generous soul will be made fat. It's a gift to be able to enter into this part of the lifestyle of a believer. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. The last thing we want you to do is give out of pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25, give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be freshed. What's our target? What's our goal as a church? You know what I'd love to see personally? I'm sure the committee as well. That in 10 years' time we have no debt left on this church. 10 years. It's very, very doable, guys. As I said before, it's about this consistency of our lifestyle that we're consistently giving, that we're, we're putting in consistently. When you have a large number of people giving a little bit, it's amazing what you can achieve. And some have the capacity to do more, some less. And today you're going to have the opportunity to do one of two things. Decide, you know what, we're going to give a lump sum. We just want to knock some of the debt off right now. Number two, you can do it as a regular payment. That's how I'm doing it today. You just write on there how much you want to give. Actually, can we bring up our picture, please, of that form? I hope that's on there. There we go. Look at that. This is the form that you've got. And I just love that little part of the verse there. The people rejoiced over the offering, so they're given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. As you can see, that form there, it's got a place for your name and email. We'd love you to put your name on it. It's not going to be made public. It's so we can contact you and just let you know about the information that you might need, where to put money. You might not want to put your name on. That's okay as well. So there's two options there that you can see. One is the lump sum. And you just write it. Expected payment date, just write that. Or the other one there, like I said, is a regular payment per week or per fortnight and just the total commitment that you're going to do. So let me just give you an example of what it might be. You might go, you know what? I actually want to give $1,000. That would be $10 a week over two years. You might say, I want to give $3,000. $30 a week over two years. It's not a lot when you say it like that, is it? But sometimes we get that, that thing in our head, oh, it's such a big amount. And others will be like, a million dollars. That's only 10... No, I, don't, I haven't even worked it out. <laughs> but that's it. It's as simple as that. And what we're going to do is we're going to get you guys... Now, I don't know if you've got pens or not. If you do... Could you fill it out? We're just going to take the offering bags around again. What we want you to do is put your pledge in. This is what we want to give. And next week we'll announce what we've raised. But you might be right now sitting here going, I'm not sure. You can take it away. 
You can put it in next week or the week after. You can make it a time where you really feel like you have settled it with God. This is what I want to do. That's actually it. We're just going to pray. We'll get the music team up. And we're going to get them to play as we take up the pledges. As I said, it might be that you just want to go away and think about it a little bit more. That's just absolutely fine. It might be that you're just feeling like, I don't want to give nothing. That's also up to you and God. But just settle it in your heart. And this is on top of your normal offering, guys, too, just, so you, just to make that clear. This is specifically so we can add on to what we are doing to take down the debt on this building. So while the music team's playing, can we get the guys that did the offering before to just get the bags and we'll pass them around? We'll give you a few minutes to, to fill it out, just have a think about it and pray. And I'll pray right now. Father God, I just want to thank you that, Lord, you do have an amazing future for this church. And Lord, as we give today, it might be that we're older and, and we're looking and we're going, the, the new generations is young and inexperienced and we just want to boost that up. It could be, Father, that they're younger and they're like, I've never actually asked God what he wants me to do. I've never asked him what my purpose is what his plan is for my life. But Lord, I'm just asking today that wherever we are, that as a church, we would release finance for the future this morning. Lord, it's an investment. We're going to cash it in another day. But Lord, today we just wanted to plant that seed. We just thank you, Lord, that your word declares that, Lord, when we throw out a lot of seed, we get a lot of fruit. So I'm just asking for whatever seed's given today. I'm praying for a generosity of spirit. But whatever's given today, Lord God, that it will produce amazing fruit down the road and that we can rejoice together in what the Lord has done through Cornerstone Christian Fellowship, Northern Territory. In Jesus' name, amen.